1: Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling.
2: If you have your Bibles with you this morning, Kettering, and you should... I want to invite your attention to Daniel chapter 3. We'll begin our reading at verse 10. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and the psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music fall down and worship the gold image. Whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image uh, which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, uh, harp, the lyre, the psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship You shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace— and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, full of fury and the expression on his face, changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he spoke a command that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, And the furnace exceedingly hot, the flames of fire, killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then the king, Nebuchadnezzar, was astonished. And he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said to him, true king, look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Father in heaven, we need you today that you might declare clearly your word in our hearts and in our hearing. If there's anybody that does not know you and the pardon of sin. They haven't come into a personal, intimate relationship with you. Lord, I pray today would be the day that they would confess their sin and that they would invite you into their heart and ask, what must I do to be saved? Father, if there's any listening on today who are drifting in their fellowship, they know you, Lord. They're already part of the family, but they've drifted away. God, I pray that today would be the day through the preaching of your gospel, Lord, that they will be drawn back into a tight rich fellowship with you. Father, those who are struggling and those who are wrestling and those who are in need, I pray that through the preaching of the gospel, you would meet them on the pages of their life today, God, and you would help them to see that there is a way out of the situation they're facing and it all comes back to you. Spirit of the Lord, edify this body, encourage somebody today in the midst of this time. And Lord God, I'm praying even as I stand to declare your word, you would use me as a vessel in your hand to be obedient to you and to speak your word as the very oracle of God. God, I surrender my all to you, so have your own way, and we will give your name all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, for it is in Jesus' name I pray, and I thank you in advance. All the people of God said together, Amen. Kettering, we've been on a journey preaching through a series of messages entitled Church on Fire. We started in Isaiah chapter 43. We spoke from the idea, hope in the fire. We learned there that regardless of what fiery situation we may be walking through, going through, or dealing with, there's still hope in the midst of the fire. And on last week, we looked at Acts chapter 2. We spoke there from the subject matter, tongues of fire. We saw there on the day of Pentecost that all were in one accord. God not only had the people in one accord, but he had the events of the day in one accord. Everything came together at the right time according to God's sovereign plan. And it was at that moment that God fulfilled the promise that he had declared he was going to fulfill when he spoke to his disciples prior to his departure. That I'm leaving you, but I'm not leaving you as orphans. I'm coming back to you as another comforter. But in that time, I'm not going to be just with you, but I'm going to be in you. This very familiar passage of Scripture that we've read and you're hearing on this morning tells the story of three Hebrew boys who are part of the captivity of Israel as a result of the disobedience of Israel. God had, through his divine and sovereign plan, raised up Babylon to take Israel into captivity. This story tells the story of these three boys who are in bondage in Babylon, but they fail to yield to a king who wants them to give up their stand as representatives of the king of kings and lord of lords. They refuse. We're going to maintain our relationship with the God whom we know. As a result of their rebellion, the king prepares a fire for them. And you need to understand and be aware that there are some fires that you have to walk through that have been set to scare you, to get you off the track that God has you on, to delay you from getting to where you need to be and so on. There's multiple reasons why enemies throw fires at you. I want to talk to you on this morning from the subject matter, boomerang fires. Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, in order for you to understand, maybe I just give you a little history on the boomerang. The boomerang is a typically wooden tool that was synonymous with the indigenous people of Australia. And this wooden tool was thrown in such a way that... When it went out, it would go out and hit its enemy and then it would return back. In the normal process, if they're not hunting with it or trying to use it as a weapon, just as a means of entertainment, it would be thrown out and it would go out. But it would loop back around and come right back to the one who threw it. I want to talk about fires that are being thrown that are going to come right back to the enemy who threw them. Nebuchadnezzar sets these fires in the text for these three Hebrew boys and his whole scheme or plan as he sets up this golden image, he wants them to to fall down and worship this golden image. He he wants them to be subject to his God, trying to re-indoctrinate them to be... Babylonian from the ground up. And this is not unusual. This is very typical. When uh, you take over your enemy, what you want to do is you want to take from them that which they had normally trusted in, and you want them to come under your submission and trust in and believe in what you believe in. That's literally what's, what's happening here, but there's at least three objectives to the fire that Nebuchadnezzar has set. One of the first reasons that I see is it was a threat to force compromise against their God. It was to get to change their mind about the God whom they knew. Verse 6 says, when he made the image, he had already laid it out. He says, whoever does not fall down in worship shall be cast immediately into the fiery furnace. He's trying to force folk to do what he wants them to do. It's, it's a threat. They've been watching these three boys who are committed to God, and because of their commitment and the decree, they run to the King and they say, King, we've been watching them three Hebrew boys that you put over us. And they say, King, you say it, whoever doesn't fall down at this sound of the instruments and, and worship the God. Well, these boys, they ain't doing that. They don't respect your God and and you say whoever doesn't do that you gave the threat in verse 11 whoever would not do that would be thrown into the burning fiery furnace and then the king got mad and then the king nebuchadnezzar comes back and he says well get them boys here call them up so he brought them all before his throne and and he says verse 15 this this is my version of the story if y'all ready i'm gonna give you another chance i'm gonna let the music play the instrument's gonna come together in symphony and at that moment if you're ready can go ahead and bow down. I'm like, you don't have to do it in front of everybody. You just, just do it right here for my throne and I'll know that we got we good. So he says, "But if you don't immediately, you shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace." It's a threat. So he creates this fire as a threat to them to force them to compromise their stand. And the Jews, these three Hebrew boys, they hear the threat of the fire, but this is a boomerang fire. The second thing I see here in the text is it's a challenge against God's ability. The last part of verse 15, the king says, and who is able to deliver you from my hand? The fire was thrown to challenge God's ability to deliver from fiery furnaces. Lord have mercy. Nebuchadnezzar thought he had built the undeliverable fire. Nobody can get out of the fiery furnace that I'm building. And so the second purpose for him throwing this fire is to challenge the ability of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God. People will do the same thing to you. They will build fires for you and around you that they think are undeliverable. Your God can't get you out of this one. I know you spiritual and everything. I know you go to the church and you worship God and all that, but I done set a trap for you that you will not be able to escape. They might have all the key people involved. They've got all the high-ranking folk on their side. And they feel like, you know what, we got them this time. But the reality is, it's just a challenge of the God that you serve. Is the God you serve able to get you out of this one? You're not worshiping my God, and so your God can't get you out. It's a challenge of God's ability to deliver thirdly i see that it is a means of punishment and destruction for these boys the boys had responded we we're not about what's what's up with you man we're not doing that did you think we was chumps we're not doing that and so you know he, they spoke back and i'm gonna come back to that but in nebuchadnezzar he got mad the text says he was full of fury, verse 19, and, he, and his expression on his face changed towards them. He liked them before that. But now he got a different look on his face. And so he, he gets upset and he says, now make that furnace seven times hotter than it normally is. Heat it up for them. Now, throwing them into the fiery furnace is already, I mean, it's punishment, but this seven times hotter. That, that's just utterly, I'm going to utterly destroy you. So they heat the fire up and the the idea here is that we're going to destroy them and punish them for standing up to the king and not yielding to the decree of the king that said you must bow down and worship my God, my golden image. It looks like the end is certain. It looks like there is no possible way of escape. It looks like that Nebuchadnezzar has gotten things in the position where it's impossible to escape. This is like being in the spot where you kind of know that tomorrow that the pink slip is going to come. You, you know they're going to march you out the building. You, this is like being in that spot where all the things have come together. And the fire that the enemy set for you is really getting ready to get you. It feels like that, but, but it's only a boomerang fire. Joseph, who was the favorite child, was sold into slavery by his brothers, after they tried to kill him for being the favorite, they took off his Gucci coat and and ripped it up, put blood on it. And This is my version of the story. And they went back and told their father that some animal or something has taken him. We don't know what happened to him. And God fixed it such that Joseph went ahead and ended up into Egypt and he got promoted in Egypt, and he went through a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of fires while he was in Egypt. And then famine came in Egypt, and his, his brothers, who sold him into slavery, they ended up having to come to Egypt for some food. And guess who was in charge of the food? Joseph. And then Joseph had them right where he wanted them. And Joseph says this in Genesis chapter 50. He says, don't be afraid. When they realized that it was their brother. They said, don't be afraid. I'm paraphrasing. He says, I am in the position with God. You meant this for evil. But God, he meant it for good. The reason why I raise that text this morning in the middle of this exposition is because there are some fires that enemies have set. And their intention is for evil, but because it's a boomerang fire, God has another way and another plan for the fire that's been set for you. And as I was massaging my way through this text, I had to look at these purposes for the fires that were set, and I had to dig into them and see that these fires that Nebuchadnezzar set they all had a boomerang effect, every purpose that he had for it it came back the first one he had it as a threat to force them to abandon their God, but the threat is boomeranged by the truth, Lord Jesus. He had threatened them that we're going to throw you into the fiery furnace and I'm going to give you all a last chance and let the music play. And all the musicians jumped on the instruments and, you know, they started playing. And, he, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, verse 16, it says, look, hold, hold the music. First of all, you got to realize these are boys, okay? And they're standing before the king who could take their head off at any moment. And the boys in the power of God stand up before the king and says, we ain't even got to answer you in this. You're talking like a crazy man. Ain't no really need for me to even answer you because you know better than this. We're not going to bow down. You can play that music until the morning light comes. We're not going to do it. We will not bow down and we're not going to worship your God. not gonna happen they're real bold in it and so as they answer it's almost funny verse 17 says if that is the case our God whom we serve is not our God who we know it's not our God who we come to worship first and third sunday It's not our God who we wear around our neck or carry in the back of our seat of our car riding down the road. No, it's our God whom we serve. It's kind of like the same answer that Joseph gave. Joseph said, I'm in the right place with God. I've got the relationship with God. The God whom we serve is able. He's able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand. These boys... Meet the threat and cause the threat to be boomeranged by telling the truth, and they tell the truth that we not going. We we don't even need to answer you. Our God is able to deliver us, and even if He doesn't deliver us, guess what? It ain't because He couldn't deliver us; it's because He chose not to. But I just want you to know, we still ain't gonna bow either way. We're not going to worship your God now. The threat is boomeranged and is against everyone who says anything about their God. Look at verse 28. Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's words and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Here's the boomerang. He set it out to threaten them. Then it comes back, verse 29. Therefore, I make a decree. Any people, nation, language, or tongue, who speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I'm going to cut them into pieces. Who's being threatened now? I told you that it was a threat to cause them to compromise. You see the boomerang because they spoke truth to power. But secondly, it was a challenge against God's ability to deliver them. Nebuchadnezzar made that statement earlier back there in verse 15. He says, I'm making this fire, and I'm going to throw you in immediately, and who is able to deliver you? They told him, we're not not bowing down. Our God is able to deliver us, and we ain't worrying about it because this is a boomerang fire. But watch this. The challenge to God's ability is boomeranged by the Shekinah presence of God. I said, what do you mean by Shekinah presence? His visible presence, his, his tangible presence. God has a way of showing up in such a way that we can feel him and see him. And his Shekinah presence shows up and leads these three Hebrew boys right on out of the fire. But they didn't know God was in control of the fire too. And so God caused the fire to eat up and lap up the one who had put his hands on God's anointed children. I'm trying to talk to somebody here this morning. Don't you be afraid about nobody throwing no fire your way. They need to read the word of God. Touch not thou anointed nor put any harm on them. When they put their hands on you, they are inviting the Shekinah presence of God. God will show up and cover you and protect you. When the three Hebrew boys came out of the fire, somebody was sent to inspect them. And the Bible says there wasn't no smoke on them, there wasn't no singe, there wasn't even the smell of smoke on them. I don't care who set the fire, I don't care how powerful they think they are, God has the way of showing up to protect his children from the effects of the fire. Because this is just a boomerang fire. The final thing, and I'm done. I'm out of your way. I told you that, first of all, it was a threat that caused them to compromise. Second of all, there was a challenge of God's ability. But thirdly, it was for punishment and destruction. The whole idea, the concept was, we're going to punish them and destroy them, but it's just a boomerang fire. So, the, the punishment and the destruction end up boomeranging into promotion and distinction. It's right in the text. Verse 30, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. They already had high-ranking positions. They just got promoted again because, watch this, they meant it for evil, but God turned it around, boomeranged it for good.
1: You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of senior pastor Buchus Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org. And remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our Spirit Field worship services. Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center. Located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Buchus Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.